Hello, 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 and you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RT 107.5 FM. My name is Sham, your, well, your host, your co-host for today in the studio with me is uh, Leon. Hello, mm-hmm. hello, hello. And Francesca. Hello. And Siren, thank you very much, our tech, for rolling Hi. us in. Thank you so much. Yes, and we were rolled in with an awesome song by David Bowie from his 1983 uh, 15th studio album, Let's Dance. And today we are here to discuss the topic of festivals. As you all know, this is the festival season. There's a lot going on, a lot of social pressure and maybe a lot of shopping. So, yeah, can you please introduce yourselves, uh, Leon? Well, I'm a global studies student in my second year and sustainability is something that we discuss in classes regularly. So... Exactly, and it nice is nice to throw yeah. in a critical angle. Absolutely, absolutely. So glad you're joining us today, Leon. And we have a re- very special guest from uh, from all the way from Brussels. From Brussels, from yes. From Brussels, yes. And um, so I came to visit here, Sirin, uh, the friend from Tech, and um, I've studied business, uh, but now I finished my studies, starting a master in cooperation and development next year. Um, and I'm happy to be here today. Thank Perfect. you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. And as already mentioned, Serene on Tech. So we are we are indeed looking having having a critical view or a um, yeah a critical view questioning a lot of the anthropocentric rhetoric on on the concept of festivals in general. So where the general sort of concurrent narrative is that it's it's a way to celebrate something uh, seasonal or otherwise. Um, yeah, sometimes I really wonder what are we celebrating? Do you feel that we are sometimes celebrating a particular calendar? Like if you look at, say, holidays in Europe, it's by and far exclusively one calendar, one calendar that's um, that we get days off for. Do, do you reckon that's uh, it's a bit of a religious sentiment? <laughs> I mean, we do follow the like Christian calendar, right? Yeah, the, the Gregorian uh, calendar, yeah. Yeah. nationally recognized holidays and stuff but in terms of like festivals I don't actually see that much rela- strictly related to the uh, Christian religions mostly like I mean there were some Halloween parties I wouldn't necessarily count that as a festival but that's probably that, the yeah. only actually acknowledged uh, f- celebration in the calendar that's <laughs> also party properly in the sense that we're talking about Absolutely, right. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it's not just about yeah, the, not just about the Christian calendar. So in Europe, we are also have like you mentioned Halloween, this uh, carnival, which sort of follows the pagan calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing um, you also follow similar uh, festivals in in Belgium. Yes, but then I think maybe stuff like carnival is maybe more like like folklore, mm-hmm. folkloric stuff. Uh, I think there's maybe. I don't know, when I think of festivals, it's more about gathering into like a, celebrating a topic or something that you really like. And it can be music, it can be mu- film festivals, it's very cultural, but maybe celebrations like Halloween or um, Carnival might be a bit more of traditions. Yes. True, true, true. I like I like how you uh, how you distinguish the two, and that's interesting. No, because we're in, indeed, when we initially decided to do the show on festivals, it was a very broad topic, and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to just separate the rituals and traditions from from say, like you mentioned, the music festival. Yes, uh, but it's interesting example. to just yeah. notice and show the difference as well. It's exactly, exactly. But also, something yeah. that I feel is interesting is that um, a lot of the like. If we talk about festival festivals, like music festivals, for example, the like celebrations sort of remind me of bacchanals, of? like the ancient Greek uh, right. parties for 
which one was it? I can't remember the god anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dionysus. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. uh, the god mm-hmm. of uh, wine and mm-hmm. stuff. Celebrations. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, true, true, basically, he characterizes like going insane. And since you have like here in the Netherlands a lot of like drug culture, etc., and, and just going ape shit. Right, right, right. In a socially right. approved <laughs> way, yeah, dates yeah. back. It does date back. Actually, I'm glad you, you 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 went back in time a little bit because I was also wondering, w- did did we actually celebrate the first time? Let's say we sort of discovered fire. Did we go gung ho? And also, are we still doing it today? Or are we still? Are, are <laughs> we are still amazed by say firecrackers? Olympics. Uh, Olympics. Yes. Yes. We still, still light the torch. <laughs> <laughs> we do. True. 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 But indeed, so yeah, these are some of the things um, we will be pondering about in, in today's uh, today's episode. So please stay tuned in. And I think speaking about, about say, human behavior, it's time to jump into the next track, which is also called Human Behavior by Bjork, produced by her longtime friend uh, Nelly Hopper from her lead single 1993, her debut album called Debut. So hope you enjoy.
Thank you so much, Siren. That was Human Behavior by Bjork. And you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. We are live from the studios of RTV Maastricht here on Bankastrat in Maastricht. Uh, my name is Sham. With me in the studio is uh, Francesca. Hello. Leon. Hello, hello, hello. And Siren on tech. Thank you so much. And yeah, we're talking about the topic of festivals and trying to understand the very broad concept of celebrating something. It could be anything like good weather to birthdays um, and trying to see the difference between, say, humans and other species in this in this section. So one of the ways to, to look upon this, this idea of um, celebrating could be to, to see it as a way of expending excess energy. Now, there's a lot of research on expending energy and, and metabolic activity. Uh, some of the papers that you can find on, on Google when you look for the topic uh, is um, yeah, this one on um, mean mass uh, metabolic rates being very similar across the domains of life, which means across all life forms by uh, Anastasia Makarieva. And also another interesting paper from uh, a professor in Maastricht MUMC on control of energy expenditure in humans, which was published in Nature in 2016. But today we are not talking about just the expenditure of energy. We are talking about the expenditure of excess energy, which is kind of hard to define, which is why we are talking about it on the radio. Uh, and we would like to look at it from a non-human point of view. So in the, in the break, Leon, you mentioned um, the pufferfish. Oh, yeah. Um, dolphins use or bounce around pufferfish between each other because they do not get hurt from the uh, venom, I guess, <laughs> from the spikes, right. but actually get high from it. Hmm. Like it's a, I mean, dolphins are the Saiyans of the sea, right? Right. Truly right, yeah, yeah. deserve the insufferable or fearful uh, reputation more than sharks. Uh, but like just in this like highly, almost uh, cognitive or intelligent uh, yeah. animal form, right? Um, but yeah, they they bounce around the puffer fish, get high from that. I guess you could get it as a as a way of spending excess energy because it does not have a reproductive or metabolical or any Function, kind of survival yeah. system. It's literally just for fun. Yeah. To terrorize puffer the fish. <laughs> the poor puffer fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that does remind me of, say, elephants who get drunk off of, uh, um, it's a decaying, non-decaying, but like slightly decaying fruits. Um, and then, like you mentioned, yeah, they a lot of the a lot of the animal world. We see the um, there's the, also cats and catnip. I think cats and catnip. That's a really good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. where they where they get high off of things mm-hmm. and not um, not for any specific purpose than for they've got their own substance. <laughs> they've got their own substance to uh, to bounce around. Indeed, um, yeah, and it's not really for for say reproductive uh, purposes. Uh, there there are also examples of cubs, so young. Uh, say puppies who play, which is also, I feel it's a, it's a way to learn. Um, yes. Yeah, but also, well, they expend some, let's say, excess energy where they don't need to learn everything. <laughs> I mean, they do. In they a do. way, that's... Uh, that's how you learn, I guess. I do I disagree with that on a bit, that it does definitely have like a growing up purpose compared to the rest mm. of our examples that are just getting high. Right, uh, right, 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 right. Like, they learn how to hunt and like for like example lion or, yeah. uh, cubs or whatever mm-hmm. uh, f- play a lot with their uh, parents yeah. and they do fake getting like seriously hurt so right. that the cubs get more um, 
confidence in mm. hunting later. Oh, that's good to know. That's, uh, thanks for the correction. So yeah, so th- so that would not be an example of say spending excess energy, but no, more as a form of learning. Yeah, yeah. Development. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's really. I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm quite sure we can look at a couple of more example in the plant kingdom where you have say your flowers for example and it does serve a function but again it has a very specific reason it's more for reproductive purposes mm-hmm. um, yeah and and coming back to humans now uh, <laughs> this is i think we, we we really took it to the next level right i mean yes <laughs> yeah i mean the organizational level that we do for our own festivities definitely exceeds Yeah. finding a poor puffer fish uh, to terrorize in a, a seas or whatever so yeah yeah I, i also sometimes wonder what how would how would how would the world be if if say animals also had festivals like we do meeting up in millions for no particular <laughs> reason and dancing around what music they would play i don't know <laughs> would they even play music i'm not sure <laughs> but maybe we won't call it music but maybe they will be uh they'll be making sounds. some noises right yes i think so <laughs> yeah so Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really it's really paving the way for our topic today of uh, of celebrating festivals as a as literally a form of unsustainability. Uh in the sense, yeah, we did take it to the next level as a community and like Leon mentioned, we do have very high how did he call that social cognitive abilities or yeah, communication so, or like cognitive abilities in general organizational yeah. levels etc etc. Right, right, the organization level, yeah, indeed. Yeah. And that is that is quite um quite remarkable and it also has quite some remarkable consequences, no? Like <laughs> I mean definitely if we uh, confuse uh celebrations with uh, excess consumption then there is definitely a road to trouble there. Yeah. Yeah, and that is where we are uh, sort of heading towards. I, I I often wonder what what do what do say monkeys think if they look at humans dancing? They're like, what the hell are these people doing? <laughs> Did you find a mango? Now, how good was that mango that you found? <laughs> I want some of that too. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> the, actually, I think that's a good segue for our next song. It's actually from my one of my favorite artists, uh, Rammstein, uh, playing America. America, yeah, we are all living in America. Against our own will, <laughs> my dad. Or sign some kind of social pressure.
right, welcome back to the uh, RTV Masters. We are you're listening to the Student Radio, and that was "America" by Rammstein, one of my favorite songs. Definitely grew up on this stuff, so it's nice to see it on the feature on the radio as well. Uh, we were talking about festivals, and this section is dedicated to the celebration of exes, or more accurately. Uh, <laughs> going to discuss globalization versus Americanization. So, yes. she, I'm taking it away. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, mentioned Rammstein. And, uh, I, I, I'm also a huge fan of Rammstein, learned a lot of German from this band. But indeed, we, we, are, we are slowly slipping into the section talking about globalization versus Americanization, because we already mentioned uh, festivals like Halloween, which I, if I understand correctly, did not exist in Europe until, until recently. Correct me if I'm wrong. Definitely so, not. Hmm. Started in Ireland, um, hmm. but that was some some time ago. Then got back. Um, okay. Talking about Americanization, yes, yeah, right. media right. and American culture mainly. Right. No, I'm also wondering then if it is if it is big in say India. I, mean, I, I don't remember being in India for a long time, uh, especially during Halloween. I haven't heard. I know that there is the festival of lights now, slightly opposite. <laughs> uh, tomorrow <laughs> oh, yeah, is called Dubai. Diwali. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder how it is in the rest of the world as well. Uh, but indeed, like, uh, Europe has got quite some heavy influence um, by by American sort of way of celebrating. Do you also feel like this kind of a American pressure to, like, travel, take holidays? Uh, I don't know, like like you mentioned, hinted earlier towards mass consumption. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the, um, except that the Americans don't get enough free days to actually go on holiday. I think that's... Uh, Oh. <laughs> more of a European habit in that sense but it's definitely true in the sense that um, you don't really notice the cultural differences in like north, northern or western Europe or compared to America like coming mm. here in Maastricht I still sometimes forget that I don't live in Finland anymore Right. so that yeah. already speaks of the homogeneity right. across the uh, countries of but, but that's I think pretty much falsely created this huh. could be much more differences, but for some reason, don't really yeah. notice. Yeah, I mean, I, I could say something similar about India as well, where we have yeah, really quite some festivals. I can't even remember how many. There, I think it's one of the countries with the largest amount of holidays, for example, uh, throughout the year. And yeah, Western festivals are definitely catching up. Um, there are holidays, but, but one of the one of the striking things in India is that you get a holiday for every major religious festival. So, like we get holidays for Hindu calendars, for Gregorian calendars, for we, we even even have a holiday for Parsi New Year, which is pretty much existent only in India, I think now. <laughs> of course, now I mean Nowruz is celebrated in in Iran and uh, other countries where, where Iranians live. Um, yeah, and there's also like uh, holidays for Eid, for example, which is pretty much non-existent in Europe. Um, I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't, but um, like you mentioned, the globalization bit is definitely happening. And sometimes I also feel yeah, a bit more Americanization from a European perspective. Um, yeah, but the thing with that, I think, is that it's a very also Eurocentric way of viewing right. globalization because it's not America that's necessarily invading the rest of the world with its cultural sphere. I mean, you could argue against that with pop culture and other examples, but I don't know, like in, I think, I feel like it's more regional in that sense. Like for Europe follows America, sure, but the rest of the world, I wouldn't necessarily say so. 
No, no, no. Maybe that that's not ease. not such a bad thing after all. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Europe Europe also has the Holy Festival now, the Festival of Colors, where you throw color on people, like the in February or so. Uh, it's, it's 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 an Indian festival. Um, it's called Holy, and mm-hmm. you basically throw color on people. You also actually consume a drink called Bang, which is uh, uh, weed extracted into milk, and it's totally legal to do that in India during the time. Um, but besides that, I think the point we were trying to hit towards is indeed the general idea of consumption. So recently, I also celebrated Halloween, had to get some kind of a costume, so I went to the shop, got some things, and I found out not only can we buy plastic bags here in Europe, we can't return it. Did you know that? You, you can't, can't return a plastic bag. If you if you buy a carry bag, you can't return it. You can return all the products you buy from a shop, but except for the carry bag. <laughs> and in India, you can't buy carry bags. So... <laughs> I I, I I don't know. I mean, I was talking to my parents today and they were talking about how like the amount of firecrackers being used during Diwali has dropped massively. Sometimes I, I sometimes wonder if it is because of pollution, if it is because people got fed up with the noise or if it is government regulation. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still use a lot of fireworks in Europe, um, especially the one in the sky. Uh, I mean, India is more ground fireworks. And plus, not to mention the amount of accidents that happen every year. It's um, it's a constant thing. Yes, I think you get that a lot. Um, also in the south, um, um, in my personal view, when uh, my mom's from southern Italy, so often we go down for um, New Year's Eve, for instance, and wow. it's a really big thing there to just crack on with the fireworks, like all over the place. And very often you get a lot of accidents and right. stuff like that. People also just from the city where I'm from, they even throw old stuff like in the streets, which is very bad. But <laughs> as a kind of like way to just leave all all bad shit that you had for for a year and just start over again. Um, hmm. Yes. Yeah. Then then I, then I also sometimes wonder what are you starting over again? Are you starting over again to buy more stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's still quite a it's a lot of superstition that comes with it. Hmm. Um, and. Oh yeah, like the like the old out, new in sort of idea. Yes, and exactly. Then that, that directly then sort mm-hmm. of goes new into year, this. New me. Yeah, that, that kind of vibe. Ah. Yes, <laughs> time to go to the gym for two weeks and then forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a, <laughs> a yearly subscriptions that was a bit useless. <laughs> I think that is that is really core to their business model, right? Like a classic. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, I don't. I do not want to know how packed my Krav Maga classes will be after New Year's Eve. Huh, and then you see the drop off like around February or so. Yeah, I mean, I already did see one drop off like started what a month ago. First class, ten people. Second, two. Wow. Third, three people. Okay. So okay. a bit of fluctuation, but definitely a drastic drop. Right. Um, not uh, not complaining though. Get more attention on myself. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's good for you. It's less people. You can learn better. But I, yeah, I think it's uh, slowly time to to move into the next song. Um, uh, talking about festivals, food, and exercise, uh, a lot of the things that makes us feel good. The next song is "The Feel Good Inc." by Gorillaz, featuring American hip hop group De La Soul from their lead single, second studio album, Demon Days 2005.
Radio Maastricht on 107.5 FM from the studios of RTV Maastricht. My name is Sham and in the studio with me is Leon. Hello, hello, hello. Francesca. Hello. And Serene on tech. Hi. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, that was the uh, that was the song by Gorillaz, Feel Good Inc. And we're talking about uh, festivals and feeling good. And on the, while we're still on the topic of festivals and well, basically celebrating unsustainability or as I would like to call it, excess energy, um, yeah, we we were gonna slowly slip into the uh, into the into the topic into the into the dreary, nightmarish topic of buying gifts, wrapping gifts, unwrapping gifts. I don't know. This can go on. So, but you were you were mentioning something about Francesca. You were mentioning something about um, reusable papers. Yes, <laughs> reusable papers. So basically, um, it's an alternative to just wrapping gifts and then uh, having to throw the, throw all the wrappers away. But um, you just it's a piece of fabric that you can then reuse for your ah. gift. So you could just kind of end up passing on the gift wrapper <laughs> to okay, okay. whoever just ends up getting the gift. And I think it's quite a nice alternative to just having the classic. Actually, that gives me an idea. Wrapper. I think I think I'm just going to give that gift wrapping thing as a gift. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that could be it. That could, could be you something. Just start a medical approach, hide it behind your back, <laughs> and just pull it out. You know, that's that's what I do with a lot of my friends' birthday gifts because I have to say I'm financially challenged. <laughs> so, um, wrapping paper or all the equipment that you need, like tape. Uh, the strings, etc., oh, yeah. etc., around Christmas time. How the fuck would I afford that? Like seriously, um, <laughs> so I just don't do that. Uh, wrapping papers. I mean, also like any kind of sustainable uh, alternative that you would have is sort of thrown into the trash as you realize that your gift is wrapped in plastic anyway. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, no, well, I, I, I personally don't do gifts in general. Uh, so wrapping paper is not my biggest <laughs> biggest concern. It's more about dealing with people. Um, but yeah, did you also have like, uh, say, family pressure? Like, for example, in my family, it was quite common for my parents to like buy me a piece of cloth to make a shirt with. And I was like, I don't want a shirt. And then they would buy me shirts. I was like, no, no, you don't get it. I just don't want a shirt. I, I just buy my own T-shirts or whatever. And whenever I, whenever I need it, I don't need to buy one now because it's Diwali or because it's New Year's. Uh, is that a thing in Europe as well? Like growing up, did you have like social sort of family pressures to participate in like gift giving activities? I think that often, I don't know, I feel like that's often the case even during Christmas time. People yeah. often feel like they should buy a gift because that's what we do. But I think it takes out all the, the meaning and the intention of when you give a gift to someone. I like to think that when you give a gift to someone, it's something that you think about or it's because, okay, I know this person needs something, then I'm providing with something else. But the idea of, okay, I'll buy you some other stuff or like <laughs> just mess in general because it's stuff that you wouldn't need or just stuff that is always extra and sometimes you don't even like it that much and right. it just ends up staying in the in the back of your wardrobe and that's always a bit of a shame I think and I think it just that's why maybe there's yes yeah. uh, holidays <laughs> like Christmas just end up creating a lot of consumption which is a yeah. bit of a problem oh for sure like yeah. I don't know um about the rest of you but I generally don't buy gifts unless I really have this like internal I want to buy this person a gift and even then be mostly because I'm such a shit gift giver in general <laughs> like literally incapable of just knowing or uh, sensing what the other person needs without asking I generally just ask like oh what would you like right. that's pretty much a foolproof way to <laughs> ensure that your gift does not end in some dusty corner but uh, take yeah. some sort of surprise element from it i cool. gotta admit though like opening gifts is a lot of fun right. like it scratches yeah. the monkey brain nicely. <laughs> uh, like oh yeah this is treasure uh, and the ritual of ripping uh, things open it's uh has an asmr quality to it ah no, that's interesting I, i've always felt like this idea of gift giving comes somehow from these three people who brought some gifts to baby jesus at one point in the middle east I, I can't remember the story. They brought like... Gold mirror. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, and something. some incense. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, that was the... Um, yeah, that was a bit of, bit, of, bit, of, bit, of the, bit of the topic we were really going towards. Um, and, yeah, um, like, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> like the, the, the inability to return a plastic bag that I, that I in, in, in inadvertently bought. Um, And, and overconsumption is and the inability to, the to turn a, a bad gift back as well oh yeah oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. if you don't have the receipts uh, good luck but it, acquiring them back from the gift giver can kind of be an awkward experience so yeah there's also Being sort of a there, social got some really ugly and expensive jewelry right uh, I was gonna turn it in because I genuinely would not use it but I did not get the receipts so it sits somewhere in Finland <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, know. and hopefully and, yeah. Uh, my sister had the sense to uh, steal it and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe give it as a gift to someone else at some point. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> When I say <laughs> ugly, I really mean it. Ugly, horrid. Okay, maybe it could make make some Halloween gifts. Say, I don't want to offend whoever <laughs> gave you that gift. 
Oh yeah, if you ha- if you hate someone, give them a, a tactically offensive uh, gift. Mm. Perfect. Something something that can, they, that they, I, I once gave um, garbage bags as gift because they're pretty expensive in Maastricht. But talking about weird it's gifts, practical. It's practical. Yeah. yeah, it's one euro bag apparently. And it's not useless stuff that you end up getting from someone just randomly. So no. It's not bad. It's not bad. I thought I thought so too. Thank you. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a rubbish gift, but it was a gift to contain the rubbish in. <laughs> hey, hey. But talking about weird things, I think it's time to move to the next song. It's uh, the strangest party by NXS. Music by Andrew Ferris. Lyrics by Michael Hutchins. You you can really look up a lot on on this band. Maybe we can even have a show one day on this band. But for now, enjoy.
Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham. In the studio with me is Leon. Hello, hello, hello. Francesca. Hello. And Serene on deck. Hi. Thank you so much, Serene. Also, an amazing song, uh, The Strangest Party by NXS. And talking about strange parties, we are reaching towards the end of the show when it is time to uh, time to let our imaginations fly a bit. Do you, do you guys know about any some weird festivals? Like I can mention one in India which is called Lakshmi Puja. And just for reference, um Lakshmi is the goddess of money. And so puja means uh, praying, so praying to the goddess of money. And it's it's mainly meant for business owners. So if you own a business, you would on that day you would pray to the goddess of money so you get more money. Now the funny bit is my dad would always mention like Sham what do you think the doctor is praying for and I was like yeah well fair point mate uh, <laughs> I don't know what this guy is praying for uh, but yeah do, do you have any <laughs> um, <laughs> much it actually reminds me of in my uh, in the town where I used to go to for high school there was a I guess you could call it a mini festival for garlic for garlic <laughs> and garlic red, related products like garlic ice cream for example Uh, never tried it not that adventurous in my taste but <laughs> i used to hear a lot about it um there there is also this like um really big christian festival in finland that bought bought us uh, to a cult almost hmm. in my view um like a week long thing in the middle of nowhere uh, everyone goes and it's like oh yeah kill <laughs> christ or whatever okay okay No, I and think just hanging out there, listening to Christian music. Okay. Yeah. No further Praising the reasoning name of for the that. And all, yeah. It's like a specific <laughs> donation of Christianity that only goes in there. Wow. Like fifty thousand people, I think, go annually. Oh, that's big. Yeah, that's like big. massive, yeah. and in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, speaking about massive festivals, there's also the Kumbh Mela, which happens. I think it happens every year in India. But um I think every 14 years they have the it's called the Mahakumbh Mela which is the big big one the big big festival uh which which has I think a couple of million people visiting um it is it is mind boggling to see but also speaking of oddities in festivals right like I also find it a bit strange even simple things like having a christmas tree inside the house I'm like okay what are we doing here why why are you bringing a tree inside the house and putting lights on it Um I understand like where it comes from back in the days to have light in the house but now I know we sort of it smells good. It smell yeah it's supposed to it's supposed to. It uh, does. Not if you have LEDs though because it doesn't heat up the the pine. And not the ones in plastic. <laughs> and not the ones in plastic. <laughs> no, 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 if you have quality no, trees it does have its own distinct smell I like that I like heated. that smell actually. That's true. But that might be, might just be finished woods. I mean what would it Uh, no, you have Europeans fine quality pine trees. You know anything tree. about forests? No, we no, <laughs> especially in the Netherlands, we are I think quite far from St. Peter's was disappointing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that for our for our international listeners, that's a small hill around Maastricht. Yes, um, with every tree planted. Yes. I don't think there is <laughs> yes. anything natural about that and the uh, walkways are so wide that you could uh, drive a truck in there. Yes, yes, I don't think the trees were, were grew themselves creating a nice path for cars to to drive through. But indeed, like but also talking about food festivals, right? Like um a lot of the times I feel that festivals are nice to celebrate like seasonal food and stuff. 
but then again then there's the idea of having turkey during thanksgiving in in the us and I, i mean surely turkey isn't seasonal um but to me it just sounds like need to consume which again if you look in the past before we had central heating and stuff like sure you needed more energy more calories during the winter months so sure you eat more fatty foods but now i think i think we can we can easily switch to tropical foods <laughs> mm. but yeah what do you think about like what do you think do you, can you can you think of some festivals that should exist if if it were up to you <laughs> like like one of the things i had in mind was maybe a festival for the for the day of the unborn and maybe we have day of the dead so a day of the unborn day of what the do unborn. you mean like uh, abo- uh, anti abortion propaganda or <laughs> 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 wow i didn't even think about that no yeah, it was just no, it was just, it was just around. <laughs> i was just saw this like uh, article on uh, the economist about how the supreme court will apparently take the Texas abortion bill into reconsideration Ooh. so it was the first connotation that i had nice um, one nice one but day of the unborn day of the unborn i don't know which i, I, I would like to have it in summer because i think we have a lack of festivals in europe during summer no like we have a lot of music festivals but like not the traditional festivals have you been to belgium ah i'm getting some hints there from mm-hmm. serene in july in August there's so many festivals. Good to know. Good to there's know Belgium snow. Like festivities at least uh, according to the Finnish like True. Festivities y- calendar. Yes, uh, Finland's got the the summer festival, right? Yeah, like um, midsummer. Midsummer's festival indeed. Uh, you don't I have know, that. A in, lot of in other stuff. But I really think it's fall that needs to have something because like okay, hmm. uh, Halloween is based on uh, Samhain which, which is a pagan holiday but it's just americanized all over so you sure. definitely should have something uh something more more european us. like <laughs> i've heard friends celeb- like saying like oh yeah we're going to celebrate thanksgiving like thanksgiving for what <laughs> first off we're still in the uh, still in this uh, conti- uh continent yeah, continent right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not necessarily yeah, our party true. and second uh who would want to celebrate colonization True, true, um, true, true. And so what are you celebrating? Some original yeah. new things to do in fall because otherwise the worsening weather gets quite depressing. Okay, that thank you very much for your input Leona. That is there yeah. and also Francesca. This was I think yes. a really really uh, interesting talk on a very open talk, no, on on the on the general interesting, rhetoric. Interesting, very wide. Yeah. Thank you very much and speaking about Our time coming to an end today sadly on Student Radio Maastricht. Thank you so much for our listeners and also thank you RTV for for your support so we can use your studio. And I'm not sure if we have a lot on the cultural agenda, but we know there are new covid regulations in the Netherlands from Saturday. So, well, look into it. <laughs> I I I'm not the one to update you on that because I don't know it myself very well. I think it's time to masks are back. Masks are back. Masks are back. That's the deal. Okay, thank you very much. And yeah, time to go into the into the last song, which is uh, "Als het vuur gedoofd is" by Acta and Dominic, the Dutch uh, duo from Amsterdam. Thomas Acta and Paul Dominic, and they're singing about a cold, wet winter day, a uh, November day actually, in in Fondel Park in Amsterdam. And it's a really nice song actually. So enjoy. <laughs> I'm 
niet meer. Laat die mooie gedacht. Ja, reizen terug naar huis, want dat wordt met het eten gewaard. Als het vuur gedoofd is, als het vuur gedoofd is, als het vuur gedoofd is, dan komen de wolven. Vrijdagmiddag in het Vondelpark, en Herman staat op, hij zwaait zijn tas met de vijver in. Het als enige niet koud, 